Good morning, brothers and sisters, and welcome to Our Lady of Lords. Please rise and join us in singing our opening song, Holy, 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 number 38 in your front missalette, number 38 in your front missalette. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. 
The Lord be with you. My brothers and sisters, today is kind of a big day. Uh, first of all, we're really crowded, so if you do have space near you, if you would please make room for people who are coming in. Uh, it's going to be tight today. Yesterday was, it was a very special day. A good friend of all of ours, Andrea Polito, consecrated her life to Christ through poverty, chastity, and obedience. Uh, and so Andrea is now a consecrated virgin, a parishioner here, and it's a wonderful sign to us of uh, God's working in our midst. So we have here Deacon John from the Diocese of San Diego. You know Deacon Darrell. We have Father John Neppel, <clears throat> Father Brady Wagner, Father Nate LaLiberté is a priest of St. Paul, uh, Minneapolis, Father Nathan Goble, Father Chris Lebsock, who is from Montana, uh, and then we have Father Mike Rapp. So a joy to have them all here with us as we celebrate uh, Andrew's consecration and God's working in our lives. Let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. Have mercy, have mercy. 
Let us pray. Show favor, O Lord, to your servants, and mercifully increase the gifts of your grace, that made fervent in hope, faith, and charity, they may be ever watchful in keeping your commands. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. reading from the Book of Wisdom. There is no God besides you who have the care of all that you need to show you have not unjustly condemned. For your might is the source of justice. Your mastery over all things makes you lenient to all. For you show your might when the perfection of your power is disbelieved. And in those who know you, you rebuke temerity. But though you are master of might, you judge with clemency. And with much lenience, you govern us. For power, whenever you will, attends you. And you taught your people by these deeds that those who are just must be kind. And you gave your children good ground for hope that you would permit repentance for their sins. The word of the Lord. Lord, you are good. And 
saints you have made shall come and worship you, O Lord, and glorify your name. For you are great and you do wondrous deeds. You Brothers and sisters, the Spirit comes to the aid of our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes with inexpressible groanings. And the one who searches hearts knows what is the intention of the Spirit, because he intercedes for the holy ones according to God's will. The word of the Lord.
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus proposed another parable to the crowd, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in the field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat and then went off. When the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the household came to him and said, Master, do you, did you not sow good seed into your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, an enemy has done this. His slave said to him, do you want us to go and pull them up? He replied, no, if you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them into bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. He proposed another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush, and the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches. He spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. He spoke to them only in parables to fulfill what had been said through the prophets. I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what has lain hidden from the foundation of the world. Then dismissing the crowd, he went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He said in reply, he who sows good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, the good seed, the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are the angels. Just as weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all who others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father, who has ears ought to hear. The Gospel of the Lord.
This morning's Mass draws to a conclusion, what we have affectionately called the Polito Palooza of the last few days. It's been a collection of family and friends who have drawn together uh, to be and to support Andrea in this moment when she made a definitive act of her entire life, consecrating herself by promising herself through the bishop and the prayer of consecration to be a virgin and to be a bride of Christ for the rest of her life. So it's a great honor for uh, us to be here. Thank you for those of you who just randomly walked into Mass today, thinking there'll be a normal Mass. Uh, thanks to Father Brian also for hosting us and for your spiritual care of Andrea. Uh, we're grateful for uh, the parish and the opportunity to be here. Andrea gave me some instructions on this homily, uh, one of which was, do not use your typical homiletic technique, which is yelling at people. Uh, that's my preferred method. So. I'm going to take a different approach, almost like you're listening to a podcast, Father Brian, and uh, nice and kind of quiet and lull you into a nice midday nap here. I do know that Rocco in the second row will let out an extremely loud yawn if I go too long, so that's kind of my measure. So, What I'd like to do this morning is offer uh, three points by way of synthesizing what I have seen Andrea experience in the last five years. There's been tremendous and very unique outpouring of graces in her life to prepare her for this moment of consecration and to send her out into mission. And I think that synthesizing this and unpacking this briefly for us this morning can bear great spiritual profit for all of us in our own vocations and our own state in life. So what I'd like to do, Andrea, I'm speaking to you but to everybody, is I'd like to take three points from the life of Mary Magdalene, the particular scene in John chapter 20 where uh, she's at the empty tomb. We've all read the story. And I'm going to tie in each one of those three of the most important people who spoke and formed you. Because my job was only just to get you in touch with the right people. And we've done that. When Andrea was kneeling yesterday, she stepped into the sanctuary and she sang to the archbishop. It was a beautiful moment, right? The archbishop called her and she came with a candle in her white uh, garment, and she let out this beautiful voice, this beautiful song to the Lord as his bride, kind of calling out to him. And when I heard that, we were all kind of a mess, uh, all of us guys up there. But in particular, I thought to myself, you know what? Um, there's a polyphony of voices within this one voice that's being sung right now. And in particular, it's the voices that we're going to speak about in a few moments here who have formed her in this unique and particular life and that have drawn into her and prepared her to make this fiat, this yes, this gift of herself to the Lord Jesus. And so the polyphony of voices is with us today, and we'll speak of them now. Number one, Mary Magdalene at the tomb. St. John tells us, Mary stood at the tomb weeping. Mary stood at the tomb weeping. We're living in an age that is post-Christian. And what I mean by that is it has defined itself as not Christian. See, the world that we're living in, people getting up, going to the mountains, going up to Flagstaff, going down to Platte Park Brewery, whatever they're doing on Sundays, without any sense really of religion or God or these things, which is the normal experience of most people in our world now, they're not living a positive existence in the sense that they're not living on their own, it's living in reaction to something. And that's a very important thing for us to remember in this age, right? The trappings and the vestiges of Christendom are collapsing. And we're moving into a time that's much more like the early church, right? This is a primitive Christianity, and it's going to demand a radical renunciation and suffering in order for us to watch the Lord transition the church into this unique time. 
One of the great things that God is doing in responding to that is he is calling consecrated men and women to stay in the world. Right? Remember what happens in the early church in the first three centuries. You have people staying in the world, consecrating their lives, and being martyred. Men and women married, consecrated, and being martyred. And then when the martyrdom ends in the fourth century, they say, what do we do? They go out into the desert, and monasticism begins. But now we're in a time that's much more like those first three centuries, where men and women living in the coldness of the secular age, in the post-Christian world, standing in the midst of an empty tomb. And that's the first important insight of this morning, is that Andrea's life and our life in this age that we're living in, in this twilight of Christendom, which we cannot despair in, but we have to stand in. Where is Christ in the world? The tomb seems empty, but of course something else is at work. The person who gave form to this, who helped Andrea to understand the secular character of her role, her specific mission to be into the world, not to leave into religious life, was a woman named Adrienne von Speyer, who was with Hansers von Balthasar, working to restore what we call these secular institutes, this work of keeping people into the world. And it was from that we learned and understood the absolute centrality of the secular character of your life. And what I think Adrienne would say today, she was kind of intense, right? Which she would say, Andrea, do not ever compromise the secular character of your life. Remember, and this is for all of you in the lay state, you exist to be in the world, to sanctify the world. You cannot run from the world. You cannot run and hide your faith and bring it here on Sundays. You have to be in the places where God is not. It's not our job, and it's not the job of the religious. It's your job. And Andrea, you take that on in a very specific way as a woman consecrated to Jesus, living that. But all of us do by the way of our baptism. Number two, Mary Magdalene says, I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. Things start to shift in the experience, right? She begins in the darkness and the emptiness of the tomb. But then the encounter happens, the event, and everything changes in that moment. The experience of mercy and forgiveness and the repentance that she had undergone was what strengthened her to stay in the darkness of the tomb. But it was the experience of the resurrected Christ that then transformed her life to say, I must go and call the church and the apostles back to the empty tomb. Madeleine de Brel was a fascinating French woman who we came across several years ago as well. And Madeleine wrote a book called The Joy of Believing. And I would put that also in reference to our study of Mary Magdalene to say this, that the joy of knowing Christ, as Archbishop talked about yesterday, comes from the event of experiencing his resurrected love. He is not an idea, right? And the resurrection is not a historical event that just happened in the past. It's a historical event that has everything to do with this exact moment and has everything to do with your life. And that resurrection has to be the very center by which you come to understand your existence. Because the second that we punt it into the past, celebrate it once a year at Easter, is the, is the moment that the joy of our faith dies. God becomes a proposition and the faith becomes a system. The joy of Madeleine de Brel's life, a woman consecrated for the Lord, working to reconcile communists in the suburbs and in the industrial areas of Paris, lived this, and we love that about her. The joy of believing of seeing Christ through the act of contemplation. So at the very basis of our lives has to be the act, the constant, consistent act of being with Jesus resurrected 
as he comes to us in this sacramental presence of the Holy Eucharist. Number three. Everybody's like, all right, number three, here we go. It's almost over. And this is, this is the hardest one. Noli me tangere. Your next tattoo. Yikes. She's talked about that idea. Do not cling to me, for I have yet to ascend to my heavenly Father. That famous line that our, our Lord gives to Mary Magdalene. As she sees him, she experiences him, and she clings to him. And he says, do not cling to me. Do not cling to me, for I have yet to ascend to my heavenly Father. The great pain and the struggle of Christian life in many ways could be reduced to this. You can't control God. We use techniques of prayer, methods, we build churches, building projects, all of these things that are good, but we use them to try and control because we're afraid, because God is ungraspable. And what happens when you go after the living God who is himself infinite and eternal and perfect and completely beyond our comprehension, you lose control of your life. So the people down at Platte Park, going up to the mountains, there's a safety. It's not a real safety, but there's a safety in the sense that you don't have to worry about losing control because you can live with the semblance of control. And I did that for many years in my life, in my own ways. To live perilously for Jesus is to allow him to say, do not cling to me. He comes to us in forms. He comes to us in the experiences of prayer. And even as we walked through these years together, there was moments and periods of prayer. And there was always the temptation to say, take me back to that last experience. Or bring me back to this. And Jesus is saying, do not cling to me. The resurrection is perilous because it is ungraspable, it is uncontrollable. And we have to allow Jesus, at times, to say, wait, trust, and let go. And the greatest and the most heroic moment that I've seen you do this was when Father Raymond Goronsky died and you were in his presence, you alone. The third voice that came in that polyphony yesterday as you sang was in many ways the most intimate and the most beloved of these ones we've spoken of. The man who we were given to father us, who then was taken from us. Goronsky's death became the ultimate renunciation and in many ways the final preparation for you to become the Magdalene presence who stands at the cross who stands at the empty tomb, and even in the experience of Jesus can say, I receive that I cannot cling. I receive that I cannot cling. The work of surrender and love and the renunciation of watching those that we love die has become for you the school by which you have learned to become the Magdalene. So today is the new beginning. Polito Paluzzo comes to an end, but your life begins. And for all of us here, Mary Magdalene at the heart of the church in a secular age being the presence of the resurrected Jesus with the great joy of knowing and living for the one thing that matters in this life, which is the eternal God which we have access to in this Holy Eucharist. For this, we give thanks, glory, and praise today. Let us now stand and profess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, 
the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the Holy Spirit, was incarnate of the Virgin Mary, he came there. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Rejoicing together that God has called us to surrender our lives to trust in him and to believe in his resurrection. Let us with faith, hope, and love lift up our prayers to the Father. That our bishops may follow God's will and seek of those the good of those he serves. We pray to the Lord. For all those working in the medical profession, that they would have the courage to always uphold the dignity of life from conception to natural death. We pray to the Lord. Lord For all those in our parish and archdiocese discerning religious and consecrated life, especially Becca Massal, Sunit Shelzgi, and all our seminarians, we pray to the Lord. Lord For our parishioner, Andrea Polito, who is celebrating her new installation as a consecrated virgin. May the Lord bless her for choosing this vocation, and may the Lord bless her family for their love and support. We pray to the Lord. Lord that our Lord may, through our capital campaign, increase this sense of mission and commitment to the gospel of Our Lady of Lords community. We pray to the Lord. Lord that the sick will know healing through the care and concern of this community of faith especially Maureen Broy. We pray to the Lord. For our beloved dead, especially deceased members of the Polito family, including Chris and Audette Nujar, Dominic Christian, and Bob Polito, that they may be gathered into the harvest of the kingdom. We pray to the Lord. That the God of mercy will hear the prayers we now offer in the silence of our hearts. We pray to the Lord. God, our Father, on the cross, your Son poured out his life as an offering of love. May you bless Andrea and all of us who love him so that we might become holocausts, that we might surrender our lives, and that we might be witnesses in the world to your glory. 
We ask this through Christ our Lord. Please join in singing The Lord's My Shepherd found on your song sheet. Trust in you alone, and I will trust in you alone. 
morning's Mass is offered for the Polito family. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands for the praise and glory of His name, for our good and the Lord's Holy Church. O God, who in the one perfect Brought to completion varied offerings of the law. Accept, we pray, this sacrifice from your faithful servants and make it holy as you bless the gifts of Abel so that what each has offered to the honor of your majesty may benefit the salvation of all. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For we know it belongs to your boundless glory that you came to the aid of mortal beings with your divinity and even fashioned for us a remedy out of mortality itself that the cause of our downfall might become the means of our salvation through Christ our Lord. Through him the host of angels adores your majesty and rejoices in your presence forever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exultant praise as we acclaim. 
Therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, that you accept and bless these gifts, these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices, which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite, and govern her throughout the whole world together with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Samuel, our Bishop, with Jorge, his assistant Bishop, and all those who, holding to the truth, hand on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept this oblation of our service, that of your whole family. Order our days in your peace and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation and counted among the flock of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge, and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands. And with eyes raised to heaven, to you, O God, his almighty Father, giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you.
in a similar way. When supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands. And once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the Blessed Passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ your Son, our Lord, we, your servants and your holy people, offer to your glorious majesty from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life, and the chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance and to accept them as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant Abel the just, the sacrifice of Abraham our father in faith, and the offering of your high priest Melchizedek, a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer, we ask you, almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high, in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us who through this participation at the altar receive the most holy body and blood of your Son may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. through whom you continue to make all of these good things, O Lord. You sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us.
through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope in the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. 
Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. In the body of Christ, The Lord, the gracious, the merciful, has made a memorial of his wonders. He gives food to those who fear him. Please join in singing number 489. O oh Lord, I am not worthy. Number 489.
Please join in singing Jesus, my Lord, my God, my all, found on your song sheet.
Jesus, my Lord, my God, my all, how can I love Thee as I ought, and how revere this wondrous gift, so far surpassing
Graciously be present to your people, we pray, O Lord, and lead those you have imbued with heavenly mysteries to pass from former ways to newness of life. Through Christ our Lord. announcements this morning. First off, uh, we do have uh, coffee and bagels out in the grotto after Mass, so please come join us. Andrea will be out in the grotto after Mass. Um, she's the four foot eleven Italian with curly hair. Now, Andrea's in the front here. She has a beautiful white dress on, and uh, she'll be out there if you want to congratulate her and meet her. This Thursday at 7 p.m., we have our second gathering at the Grotto. If you came to the last one, Father John gave our last gathering at the Grotto. Huge success. We had about 400 people there. Uh, it was just amazing. Um, so you really missed out if you didn't come to that one. So our second one is this Thursday, and Father Mike Rapp, uh, here to my left, will be giving that talk. Um, Father Mike is getting a doctorate in Scripture in Rome, and he's going to talk about the Catholic understanding of what is Scripture and how are we to understand the role of Scripture in our lives so we're really excited about that. It'll be about a 20-minute talk, and then we'll have Q&A. But it's just a blast. We have food. We have drink. We have free child care. Um, really encourage you to come to that. And it's a great thing to bring your fallen away friends to, to maybe just come to an event that's really, really fun and uh, learn a little bit about the Christian faith. Reminder, if you haven't made your gift to the Archbishop's Catholic Appeal, please do so. That's really important, right? We're a part of a Catholic church that's bigger than ourselves bigger than even than our local parish. We're a part of a universal church. So uh, that collection helps so many ministries in the archdiocese. Uh, we encourage you to please be generous with that. I want to call forward our ushers. Yes, they're going to hand out. We have a reverse collection this morning. So we're giving you money. Just kidding. That'll never happen. <laughs> but we are giving you something. So if you, you've heard me up here talking about Formed, Formed is one of the best things out there. We have to know our faith. And so I'm handing you a card. It has a free login for a program I want you to check out. It's called uh, Forgiven. It has all the instructions on there. We're going to do this as a parish. Right? It's about confession. If you've been away from confession in a long time, this will help you come back and experience God's mercy. If you've been going, you can always go deeper. You can learn the foundations of why we go to confession, how to grow closer to God through confession, but also this builds community. 
Grab somebody from church. Grab someone in your neighborhood. They're half-hour episodes, and you can watch an episode and talk about it. It's a wonderful way to build community around Jesus. So we really encourage you to, uh, to grab that, check it out. It's totally free, and you can get it anywhere you have internet. Uh, so that's kind of a great thing. I want to thank all of my brother priests. The Companions of Christ are a great gift in my life, um, and Andrea has been a friend of our community for a long time. Uh, the two men here, uh, Father Nate is in Minnesota, the two men from out of town. Father Nate is a Companion of Christ up in St. Paul. And Father Chris really is a member of our community in Helena, even though it doesn't exist there yet. So thank you to you guys for being here. Uh, finally, Andrea, I just want to thank you. Um, love you. Uh, your yes is an inspiration to me. Uh, all of us, right, all of us are called to be Mary. Mary's yes to Jesus was total, and it's an image of what it means to be a Christian. And brothers and sisters, I want to emphasize to all of you, some of you in this church today are called to do what Andrea did yesterday. I don't know who you are, but some of you are called to do that. Some of you are called to give a complete yes to Jesus in poverty, chastity, and obedience because he has called you to it. And if you've done that, you need to have courage, and I pray you'll have courage the way you did yesterday. Um, such an inspiration, so beautiful. So thank you, Andrea. Our prayers are with you. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks, Thanks to God. God. Please join in singing Be Thou My Vision, number 394, number 394 in your music issue.
Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, O oh my soul, worship His holy name, sing like never before, O oh my soul, I'll worship Your holy name. The sun comes up. The sun comes up, it's a new day dawning. It's time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the Worship His holy name, sing like never before, oh my soul, I'll worship your holy name. You're rich in love. You're rich in love and you're slow to and your heart is kind for all your goodness I will keep on singing ten thousand reasons for my heart to find bless the Lord bless the Lord oh my soul Worship His holy name, sing like never before, oh my soul, I'll worship your holy name. And on that day when my strength is failing, the end draws near and my time has come 
Your holy name, Lord, I'll worship your holy name. 